Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as I say on every show, we've got a great one for you today because we always do. We got John Michael Ferrari, and yes, that's his last name, Ferrari. Really cool, ain't it? I had to bring that up. But anyway, yes. I think you're going to like him. So, John, are you here? Yes, I am. Hi, Chris and Sandy. Hi. Hey. <clears throat> How are you Thank doing? Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for being here today. Yep, we appreciate it that you're coming on because, you know, you could be anywhere right now, but you're on our show. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in the desert heat right now, right outside of Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, tell us, how are you feeling right now through all this coronavirus? You know, because I always like to kind of start this because it kind of stamps our show a little bit because – Everybody's seeing different stuff right now. And I always like to know how the artist is doing. Well, you know, we live in a small town right outside of Las Vegas. We live on a ranch, five-acre ranch, and there's plenty to do here. You know, we mm. we drive into Vegas when we need things or we have to, uh, things delivered. But for the most part, it's a small town. It's uh, 40-some thousand people. Everybody's really nice to each other. You know, uh, most everything's open. You wear a mask. It's optional. Uh, you go to Home Depot. They ask you to wear a mask and you go in. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. when uh, you go to the restaurant, you wear the mask going in. But when you sit down, you take it off. Um, I see what's going on in the country, but it doesn't really seem to reflect as much here. Everybody's pretty calm yeah, about it. We observe yeah. the regulations. What they say to do, we do it. We comply, yeah. and uh, we stay busy with our music. <laughs> that's the plan, oh, that's right? Great. <laughs> so, so as we really get started here, um, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a little brief overview of you. Well, I started performing and singing when I was in high school, and <clears throat> after I got out of the military. I started performing with bands and doing uh, little uh, clubs, uh, steakhouses, and doing all those things, Jim Croce and the Cat Stevens songs, things like that. And I did that for many years, many, many years. Mm-hmm. I used to tour around the country performing um, like that. And then one day I came home back to L.A., and I told Pepper, I said, I'm done. I'm done with this performing. I'm done with singing. Oh, wow. uh, you know, I, I just don't want to do it anymore. I had no desire to do it. I was just burned out. And I took up photography and did that and had a lot of model friends. And that was turned out very well. That was fun. And then one day she came home. She said, you know, John, why don't you do your own songs? I mean, you've done a few writing in the past, but why don't you do that? And And I thought about it for a while and I thought, oh, okay, well. I started doing my own songs and started writing them. And I didn't realize the traction that it was going to get. And after we went to Nashville and recorded in Nashville, um, she put it out there. We hired a radio promoter, and it started just climbing. I mean, if you listen to So Beautiful, I guess you've listened to So Beautiful. Um, Yeah. You know, it just has a a life of its own. And here we are, unexpected to us, didn't know what was going to happen. And um, we're out there. It's happening. And here you are talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can relate to that story because we actually originally launched New Country Buzz back in 2014. And so much was going on with with it. It really – it took off, but the money wasn't there because, again – yeah, and so much work with it. It was just it was it became more of a hassle than something fun. At that time, and yeah. At that time, because you know I didn't have all the technology like what we're using now and mm-hmm. all that. I mean, I, I would spend I would do thirty sixty minute interviews and then I would type the whole thing out. Wow. And that's work, and it just oh. got so much. And I was like, it's just too much. So we shut it down in two thousand fifteen, and it was like a piece of my heart was gone. And for three years, I always thought about it. What if? What if? I'm one of them people that don't like to live in what if. I would rather die broke <laughs> and know that I gave it my all than mm-hmm. always wonder what if. I'm just one of those type of person. And I told right. Sandy in, in the 2008, I said, you know, 
I feel like we're supposed to relaunch New Country Buzz. Nobody's never bought that domain. It's a great domain. I think we should buy it. I think we should buy the domain again, recreate the website, and let's just finish what we started. And she's like, let's do it. And that was in, in the 2018, and here we are. We launched the show January of this year, and you're now our 138th interview since. Wow. Yes. Oh. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's great. So I can yeah. understand where you're coming from about the, you, you know, you're frustrated, you know, things just didn't seem right. So you kind of walked away a little bit, but you had no choice to come back because once music's in you, it's in you. And, and it was a whole different thing, you know, and we started performing in Las Vegas. I have a band I perform with in Las Vegas. And as we put the band together, they said, well, what are, what's our song list? I said, we're doing all original material. And the band huh. members looked at each mm-hmm. other and they said, you know, that's not a good idea. Not in Las Vegas. They, <laughs> they want a show. And I said, you know, uh, we're going to do all original material. And they said, well, mm-hmm. uh, they, you know, we'll try mm-hmm. it. You know, we'll try it. And we <laughs> threw in a couple of originals, I mean, a couple mm-hmm. of cover songs every once in a while. Yeah. But for the most part, mm-hmm. it took off. People came in. And they loved listening to the original songs. I did a show. Yeah. I would talk for an hour and a half, do the songs, uh, perform, uh, and it worked. I mean, everything we seem to be doing right now seems to be working in our favor. It's so absolutely amazing how we're being blessed in, in this right now. That is really awesome. So what are some hobbies you'd like to do outside of music? Because as you know, that it's great to have that passion, but you still got to have some fun in there too outside of music well what things i love to do i have a studio out here on the ranch um mm-hmm. i can go in the studio and i can f- make full arrangements music arrangements of songs mm-hmm. i know how to do that um and i enjoy that i really enjoy that um i still do photography a little bit of photography oh, but everything cool. it has i really enjoy the music now it's not like when i was doing yeah. cover songs you know, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's different. And also teach. I teach. Uh, we have schools that come out to the ranch. We teach acting and song performance, how to get, get on stage and perform songs. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and Pepper does uh, talking. She does speeches. And we went to Paris a, few, uh, a couple of years ago where she gave a, a keynote speech at the Eiffel Tower. And I went with her. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) But my hobbies now are the music. I mean, it's something I enjoy doing. Uh, And I write the songs, and I I go into the studio and make arrangements. And then we go to Nashville, and we we record the songs. They listen to my arrangements. We talk about it, how much uh, we we want to do, uh, how much we want to keep of my arrangements. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, it, it's, uh, pretty interesting how that works when you go to Nashville and, and record, it's a different life, different mm-hmm. world, how yeah. they do that. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So as you were, you know, who's been some of your musical influences and, and who would be someone that people would be surprised on? I, well, uh, growing up, uh, I listened to, uh, when I was a little kid, I used to listen to Al Jolson records. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't know why somebody had Al Jolson music. I just listened to that. But I, I grew up listening to the 50s and 60s music. I, I loved that. I didn't always oh, have well. a particular artist as much as I did. I loved the Bubblegum songs. And what <laughs> influence that had on me because I write mm-hmm. songs very, I try to write encouraging, happy songs and yeah. love songs. Uh, and I take the flavor of songs from the uh, 60s and the 70s and the 80s and I put it in today's music. So there's a crossover. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, they hear it and it sounds familiar to them. That's why when we do shows, they've never heard the songs before. There's a f- certain familiarity to the song. And also, which is very important for uh, songwriters to understand, is structure is really important, especially if you want to get radio play. You've got to follow the structure. When we went to Nashville, that was one of the things 
one of the producers at the studios there, you know, he sat down mm-hmm. with us and he said, your structures for the most part are pretty good, but I suggest maybe on this couple of songs, you change these two verses and here's one, take out this verse here, keep it in that structure. Mm-hmm. And he was so right, you know, so writing, you know, is fun, but you want, oh, wow. if you want to write for radio songs, you have to follow a particular structure. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. What What would you think is a piece of advice that you got in Nashville that's helped you the most? Uh, I think recording your songs. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, schools and things that they, they, they you can go to in classes, uh, and you can learn how to do these skills. But I think at some point you really need to take action, go in the studio, record your song, uh, have somebody, a good producer that helps you uh, with your structure of the song. Uh, so I have Pepper. She, when I write a song, she goes through the song, and she looks at the lyrics and says, oh, this doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. or you need more syllables here. You have too many syllables. You know, uh, where's that title? Where's that gonna, title going to lay in this? Is mm-hmm. it coming in at the chorus beginning or the end? Understanding those structures, but going into the studio and really record it and use the studio musicians and put it out there. And and mm-hmm. that's the best thing because that's how you get your opportunities. Otherwise, you you can spend years going to classes and doing things and and never get in the studio. So you got to take the action. Yeah. And and yeah, that's exactly. what makes the difference between independent artists who are actually working and doing it and promoting themselves. Because as an independent artist, we now have the opportunity to get out there like the big radio, like the big uh, studios do. You know, mm-hmm. we're yeah. we're competing with them, you know, and uh, we have that opportunity now. So I would say take action. Actually, do it. Get in the studio. So, record your song. Yeah. So what's um, what drives you now? Um, you know, we just love living on the ranch. We love we love that we have the animals and things like here, uh, goats and stuff, mm-hmm. and. You know, we just love getting up each day. Pepper's uh, uh, a workhorse. She gets up early in the morning. She's on the computer making <laughs> connections, you know, promoting our music, uh, talking to mm-hmm. people. Uh, she's out there. And then I'm doing the creative part. So it, we yeah. are a perfect team. We work hand-to-hand. And I think that's what kind of motivates us. We just enjoy what we're doing. Oh, wow. We enjoy the friends that come to the ranch and visit us. Uh, so what, what's very interesting is life over 50 when you get over 50 you think your career is over but like for us <laughs> it's like it's happening it's just I getting mean, started sudden, yeah you know I was listening to Pandora mm-hmm. the other day listening to the country station and we're driving mm-hmm. and we're listening to uh, Tim McGraw and all these different artists and all of a sudden my song comes on and we look at each other oh, and I go wow. oh my god I mean there's, <laughs> there's our song wow. you know and that's a thrill. That would have never happened had we not taken the action. We went to Nashville. We we got into the studio with real with real studio Nashville musicians and did it. Yeah. So we have mm-hmm. the sound. We have everything we have to compete with other people. And that's yeah. one thing. Like you know, when sometimes uh, radio promoters they won't take you if it's not radio quality and it doesn't fit the format. Mm-hmm. They won't take you. I mean, they're just, they'll tell you, but if you can pass those certain things, you move on to the next level. It's like, you know, when Simon says yeah. you, you got four votes, <laughs> you know, yeah. you can get three, you, three votes, you can go on to the next level, but the chances are you're going to, you're not going to get much higher than that. You know? So we get, we got yeah. the four and we moved it to the next mm-hmm. level. And we're always moving to the next level to see how it works out. Yeah, and Sandy and I get what you're talking about because, you know, we do this show together. You know, we've been married for over 17 years, and we've been a 24-7 couple the whole time. With the exception yeah. of, like, the, with her being in surgery because of corona and we've got two kids, you know, an 8-year-old and a 16-month-old, I had to stay home. So we, she had to do all this alone, which was kind of upsetting. But we had to oh, go through wow. that surgery. And but for yeah. the most part, we've been a twenty-four-seven couple since the day we married. We have done so many different things together, but we can't imagine life any other way. Well, that's mm-hmm. what makes us stronger. Is we have each other. You know, 
our partners are the people we're married to, and not only our best friends, but our collaborators. Mm-hmm. We work together. We have that, yeah. you know, and that's and that's what you need. I think every artist needs that. It has it has to have somebody, yeah. you know, where you're <coughs> have somebody you know, to work with. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's yeah. cool about all this is is you know for year for all the seventeen years we have really felt like an outcast out there. Even in the Christian community, I mean, we're hard, we go to church all the time and all that. But you would think if, if anybody respected the way we live our marriage, it would be the Christian community. But to be honest, yeah. everybody's like anti-us because, oh, y'all are unhealthy y'all and all that. You can't spend that much time together and survive mm-hmm, we've this marriage. Like we, we've heard it all. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and, and, and it's funny because it's the music industry that's the first industry where we don't feel like an outcast. I mean, people like you and other people we brought on it. Oh, yeah, I'm 24-7 with my, with my spouse. We do the music together, and, and I, we're like, we found our people <laughs> through this music. Yes, yeah. finally. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and it takes that. And then, and then having faith of what's going to happen. You know, when we started doing this, we said, you know, mm-hmm. it'll be whatever it is. We'll go. We'll do our part. We'll yeah. go to the studio. We'll, we'll spend the money mm-hmm. going to Nashville, and you know, just let God handle the rest. We have no expectations. I mean, we do have Amen. some, you know, but yeah. it's out yeah. of our hands. You know, once we send it out there, it's out of our hands. We don't know what's going to happen to yeah, it. Exactly. Each right. week we check mm-hmm. the charts, and we're moving up, and we're moving up, and we're getting on. <clears throat> he could, Pepper could tell you better what charts we're on, and now they're playing us <laughs> in other countries. I mean, oh, that's all. This is all within just how, how long, Pepper? A month? Six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. Mm. So oh, you, wow. you have you have your song, something that mm. that's out there that's radio quality, that's radio format. You have a radio promoter that if they'll take you on, they will put it out there. They don't guarantee that the radio stations will take it or anybody will listen to it, but they will yeah. at least present it and then that's another level so when they present it yeah. then how many times they play it is another level so it, you're yeah, just kind exactly. of going on and it's out of your hands and you just have faith that it'll do what it needs to do it has legs of its own and it seems to be working so what are some moments where you look back on your career so far and you're like wow I or we got to do that well, I think uh, going to Nashville was a big thing. I mean, you know, I'm I'm really good with uh, recording my music in the studio. I'm pretty good at that. I can make really good arrangements, and you play them, and you think, oh, that sounds, you know, like it's radio quality, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't do I don't do mastering as well, and that's a big part of it. But I can do all the other stuff up to a certain point. But when we went to Nashville. And we went to their mm-hmm. studio. It took it to a, such a higher level uh, than what we could have done in our own studio. And many people, I think, make me yeah. mistake thinking, as good as it sounds in their home studio, it's not quite there. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wait a minute. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pepper was reminding me. Uh, I got Singer Songwriter of the Year in Las Vegas oh, at wow. the award show. Congratulations! At the Producer's Choice, and it was amazing how that came about. Mm-hmm. And then a few months mm-hmm. later at the Oscars, uh, what I get? Uh, Peace Song of the Year. Peace Song of the Year. I was performing in, in uh, Beverly Hills. Oh, cool. For the, uh, the song was like a rock and roll. Yeah, it's called for a, like a rock and roll band, and I didn't even know I was going to get that, <laughs> and it was like. <laughs> I mean, amazing how these things just kind of happen, but they would never have happened had we not done our own music. Mm-hmm. The Beatles would never That's have done awesome. the Beatles had they just kind of, uh, continued doing cover songs, or the Eagles if they yeah. continue, continue doing cover songs. Yeah, at some point, you have to move beyond that and do your own songs. Mm-hmm. And I always encourage yeah, people, exactly. especially when they're really good, you know, I tell them, do your mm-hmm. own song. And even yeah. if you don't have an ability to write, learn how to write or get with somebody yeah. because you, you don't know, have a chance. If, if As good as you are, if you're just doing cover songs, you might make a nice living. I did. I, you know, but you can only go so far, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're yeah. Michael <laughs> Bay or something like that. You know. Yeah. 
Now, one thing I like to do on our show is flip the script a little bit and go the other way because, you know, we talk about some of the highs, but what people miss is the other side of the issue. You know, they see the glory behind the artist, but they don't see the grind behind the artist. They don't see the sacrifice. And I like to go there because I think people need to hear this side of it. And I'll tell a little story that will help guide us into where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls, and at that time, they were her and her daughter were full-time with music. One of the questions I asked her was, what <clears throat> advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, coming from someone full-time, this is going to sound funny, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She said, because once you try to make it a career, everything changes. Even though it's your passion, it's now your job. You have to do it on days that you don't like. So if you have a gig tonight and you have a and today you had one of the worst days ever, don't matter. You got to get on that stage and smile like there's no tomorrow. You have you should go to sacrifices. They don't get to do birthdays. They don't get to do holidays. In fact, most holidays is when you're singing. So you don't get to really do holidays with family and friends and all that. And friends and family don't understand that side of it. Um, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there on that side of it. I think that's great advice, and it's absolutely true. Um, they know what it takes, and <laughs> it takes a lot of discipline. And but if you love what you're doing, it, it's it uh, the discipline is not as difficult to do. But if you had to go to yeah. a job every day as, and doing something you didn't enjoy doing, I mean you're not going to do well. But you know with yeah, music, if you really if you're fortunate enough, like we've been fortunate enough, I made a living doing music. Uh, yeah. So I got to do that. I never really had to have, although I did at one point, I drive, I drove a taxi. I was a bartender. I've done things like that to mm-hmm. supplement my income. But overall, I did music. I got to do music. I yeah. played uh, clubs. I could always go in with just me and my guitar. That you know, I always hmm. could do that. And then uh, I learned how to use uh, computers uh, and use supplement. I could play all my tracks with my music. I could still sound like a band. And then I actually had a band. But it, it it's uh, here's the thing: like it, you can struggle doing this in the music, but if you follow mm-hmm. a certain path, it's not going to be as much of a struggle. Like I said, you have to start taking action, and if you're going to be in the game, you have to do with what. The people who are winning are doing. Look at what they're doing and duplicate what they're doing because if you don't, then you're going to be struggling. I mean, there's a certain mm-hmm. culmination. There's a certain key that, that gets you to a certain level, but you have to follow the instructions. You have to follow the format and, and the structure. And, yes, there's some luck, but, you know, there's a, you don't depend on luck when you really have certain things in, in, in lined up correctly. You know, you write your song, you do your mm. thing, take one song, and then go go in the studio, record it, see how it turns out. You know, it may take through two or three or four songs, or, or you may yeah. hit it lucky on the first song, and then you hire a, a radio promoter, and certain steps you do will get you further ahead. You know, if you don't follow those, yes, you're going to struggle, it's going to uh, be difficult. But uh, discipline. I mean, Pepper says, "Did you do your set today? Did you practice today?" I go, "Yeah, kinda." Mm-hmm. You know, but no, we, I, I have to do it every day, all the time. Go through my songs. I because yep. I now have a lot of songs, and mm-hmm. so if I perform them live, I really have to know them well, where I'm not thinking yeah. about what the song is. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I think, "What is that lyric? What's that change?" And I make mistakes on stage. But it doesn't have to be a struggle if you get with somebody who's winning, somebody who's doing it, and do what they're doing. um, It'll be a lot easier. And we're going to, with that being said, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to come back and play your song, So Beautiful, and then we're going to talk about that. How's that sound? Oh, here we go. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. 
You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Yeah, it's hey, strong. You know, I heard. Uh, uh, so, it's it's so beautiful. You know, it's so beautiful. So, pun intended. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you. Well, you know, I, I, somebody was asking Pepper, what was the instructions you gave the musicians on the song? She said, mm-hmm. play, play, play it like it was a prayer. And that's oh, what she told the musicians that. to how to play it. And that's what they did. <laughs> so, so how did you that know, song come about? Well, tell us the story we of it. Were, we were very fortunate. Uh, some years ago, I was working on a commercial uh, uh, and um, in Florida, and uh, the producer of the commercial came over. And she said, you know, we have a young girl 
uh, eight-year-old girl who needs a, somebody to read with her, her lines. Would you go do that? And I mm-hmm. said, sure. So when I went over there, I sat down and uh, I started reading lines with her. And I wasn't familiar mm-hmm. with the lines. And she looked yeah. at me. She said, Johnny, you have to learn your lines. And, and, <laughs> and you know, and, and her mother was standing there. And her mother was, mm-hmm. oh, don't be so rude. And she would, you know, she was just being, you know, well, how would you say just? Well, she was. Like, her mother thought she was being rude, and I said, yeah. you know, I told her mom. I said she's mm-hmm. just flirting. That's her way of flirting. <laughs> and this eight-year-old girl was the most adorable little girl, and she became a big part of Pepper and I's life. You know, mm-hmm. and we got to watch her grow up over mm-hmm. the years. You know, and she went to college, got married, went oh, wow. to Paris with us. But when when she was younger, I just wrote the song about her. You know, I just thought oh, wow. she was so delightful that uh, she brought this into my life. You know, you, you're a, uh, you make a heaven the moment you arrive. You know, and all these different things. You know how kids do. You know, when your kids walk in, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, life becomes better, even though they they may not do the dishes yeah. or do whatever they're supposed to do. Yeah. But when you have kids in your life. They bring joy, and that's the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is something you create. Joy is what other people bring into your life, and that's what kids do, and that's what she did for Pepper and and me. And she brought joy into our life, and I wrote the song about her. That's really cool. I love that. So as you know, that when, when fans see you or see the Blake Sheltons of the world and the Mirandas, they see the artists. They don't see the PR people. They don't see the managers. They don't see the producers. They just see the one person. And so I always like the artist to take some time, one or two minutes, to just talk about your team because they never get the pat on the backs like, every, like, like the artist does. And I always like to give them the props because me and you both know that you can't do what you need to do if you don't have that team around you doing what they need to do. So take a couple minutes and tell us, about the team behind you that allows you to be who you are? We have a huge team of people. It's all Pepper. <laughs> 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 she's, she's the team. She's Pepper J does all the PR. She does everything. Uh, she's mm-hmm. on that computer all day long, you know, and mm-hmm. she uh, she's the producer. And, you know, she's uh, savvy. She's smart. Uh, uh, she won't mind me saying, but she was a lawyer before we did all this, you know. Oh, wow. and, uh, so she can read the contract. She can read uh, this things. Uh, things that are complicated, mm-hmm. you're trying to understand. And even for her sometimes, like they write in such a way that you, they don't want you to understand it. Norman Gillis is our attorney. Norman Gillis is our attorney. Oh, yeah. And, yeah you, gotta, and, you know, that's why they say an artist should always have an attorney before they sign anything, because labels will take advantage of people quick. Oh, my gosh. We learned about, you know, I tell people, especially all of you out there who are independent artists, there is an advantage of being an independent artist. You can make the decisions about your career. When you're with Mm -hmm. a label, they make the decisions for you, you know. Yep. We, if you look at our new uh, uh, album cover picture of our goat, Ozzy, you know, when she came to me and she said, I need, I need a picture for the cover. And I said, oh, I don't, we're on a, we live on a ranch. I said, I don't feel like getting all cleaned up and doing a photo thing. I said, find something, find something that you, you know, would be cute to put on, you know, for the album, be the smile on your face. And yeah. she picked the goat. And that goat, oh, wow. it, it looks like our goat is smiling. And we wanted to pick things yeah, that Yeah, the label wouldn't have proved that, though. No, they would have never approved that. But, you know, <laughs> we have gotten so much mileage out of that. Kids love it. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks at it like, oh, look look at the shirt. We have shirts now. Be the smile on your face, and that's Ozzy, our goat. People come to the ranch, and they want to see Ozzy. <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, that, that made me think of something. Here in Savannah, where we live, um, there's a car company um, called O.C. Welch. Uh, O.C., made his mascot for the car a goat. 
and uh, and and of course, and your executives out there, yeah. when they come in, like from these big New York magazines and all that, I've seen them post about, oh, that is the stupidest thing. But you know, he runs with that. It's his goat. He runs with that. He's ran with it for years, mm-hmm. and yeah. the people go to him a lot of times because it's the goat. And, and same thing with our song, "So Beautiful." If you notice, there's not a picture of me on there. There's a picture of a flower, yeah. of a rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that was her decision. I, she, I said, pick something that that's representative of the song. You know, other than being putting my picture up there, and she chose yeah. a rose, beautiful rose that she took, picture she took, uh, and it, it's it worked. It, it just every time I see a rose, I think of the song. So that's what sure. subliminally, that's what people are going to uh, attach onto when there's some place they see a rose. And they're going to think of, oh, the song so beautiful, you know, how that works out. Yeah. That's another decision yeah. that record producers and companies probably would not have done. They would have wanted a picture of me. And I don't need my picture on the cover. They, you know. Yeah. Um, so I surprise people when I when I come to perform. They go, oh, he's an older guy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, I can tell that you're big family oriented yeah. just like we are. And we always um, let our eight-year-old ask a question to each artist on our show. Oh, so Sandy's okay. going to get him on there in just a second. And we've got a 16-month-old, and when she gets old enough, we'll be plugging her in too because we are a family oh, affair. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> okay, here's Christopher. Okay, Christopher. Hey, Mark, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Well, you know – I love breakfast. For me, I could have breakfast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I love to put uh, bacon, crisp bacon, eggs over easy, and pancakes. I can eat that three times a day. We try not to. <laughs> but for me, I, I, I love the crisp bacon, eggs over easy, and pancakes. Mm. You know. Yeah. And what's yours, little Chris? Pizza. Oh, that's a good one. We just had pizza the other night. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong with pizza. You can eat it cold. Yeah. You can eat it hot. Yeah. Yeah, but he could do it like you said, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one yeah. to do. He already, yep, he come and goes, but he loves yeah. He loves that part of the show. He oh, does. good. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking the question. <laughs> so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? I would probably uh, maybe Gershwin. You know, oh, wow. uh, mm. you know, there uh, someone like that or Cohen. You know, mm-hmm. somebody of the past, because you know, songwriting has changed over the years. If you listen to my songs on the album, the lyrics are a little bit different. You know yeah. uh, how I mix them. You know. Uh, it's not so much matter of fact. It, it, I kind of use metaphors and, and comparisons, mm-hmm. like in the song, you know, I use a lot of comparisons and things. So it gives the listener something different to listen to instead of me saying, you know, I love you. Do you love me? Mm-hmm. You know, let's love each other. I find a different <laughs> way of saying, saying that. So it yeah. makes the listener like, oh, that's a different kind of viewpoint. You know, and that's yeah. what uh, the great writers of uh, Rogers and Hammerstein. I mean, listen mm-hmm. to their lyrics and how they write. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. See, I'm older, so I have more to draw from than a lot of the young artists who are in their mm-hmm. teens and 20s, early 20s and mid-20s. They're listening to the music of today and writing like today. I'm writing. Yeah. I reach back a whole generation's of music and how things were written. And I take things from different time periods. I mean, I wrote a song. Yeah. Um, uh, what is that song? I don't need a reason to love you. Don't need a reason to love you. I wrote it in the style of Fred Astaire singing and dancing. I had him in mind when I wrote it as if he were still alive, he would sing this song while he was dancing with Ginger Rogers. And if you listen to yeah. it, you can hear that in the song. But it's also done with today's music, the country music flavor, the slide country. But just enough to where it's enough country 
but it can be a crossover to uh, contemporary uh, listening also. Yeah. So yeah, but those are my people out, out there. Right yeah. That would be awesome. So what's a song out there that you've heard that you were like, I wish I wrote that? Peter Allen wrote a song. I don't know if you know Peter Allen. It says, Once Before I Go. Once before I go, <laughs> I want you to know. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. <laughs> it, it, it was covered by uh, uh, a couple of singers, very, very well-known <laughs> singers. But it's just a beautiful song. If anybody out there, look up Peter <laughs> Allen, Once Before I Go. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wrote a song some, somewhat similar to that. It's called The Last Song of the Show, which we're recording mm-hmm. in Nashville. It's a great closing song. And I wanted a closing yeah. song like once before I go to thank the audience. This is the time we spent together. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is a closing song. It's almost like a Broadway style of song. So my, my music doesn't just cover country. I mean, it, country, yeah. it goes, uh, some of my music is jazz. Some of it mm-hmm. is like Broadway music. So I'm drawing from a lot of different genres, but keeping mm-hmm. it in the format and the flavor of country music so that it's, it's yeah. playable. So people say, oh, it can move yeah. on to the next level. Yeah. That's really cool. <clears throat> now, I'm about to ask a question in a certain way, and I have a purpose for the way I ask this, and I'll explain that after I ask it. But if you had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would 100% come true. Where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in this way is this past February made five years that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini. And her answer five years ago is really what she's living now. I mean, because back then she had like, uh, she didn't even have a number one yet. She was still unknown. And five years later, country, you know Kelsey. Um, Mm -hmm. So if all bets were off, and I always like to tell that story because I want artists to really think about this. Um, of what can happen in five years. So if all bets were off, where would you be in five years? Well, I think we're already pretty much uh, uh, thankful for what we have. We, we, we have our songs, we have our ranch, we have our animals, you know, we have grandkids. Uh, you know, we're living a pretty good life. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we actually intended to retire. You know, this is the yeah. whole something new. You know, and if you listen to the rest of the album, um, I mean, that's just one song we're putting out there. We're, we're so thankful for where we're at and where we've, be, where we've come. And I'll tell you something, none of this would have happened, I don't think, had we lived, continued living in L.A. We lived in Hollywood, yeah. in a beautiful home, yeah. beautiful area. But when we moved out to uh, the desert in this ranch, uh, that was something different for us. It was something different for me yeah. because uh, I had no distractions. All of a sudden, I mean, yeah. it's like I dove into my music with no distractions. Uh, mm-hmm. and that was a beautiful thing. So where well, we would like to be is where we are right now. I think we're building mm-hmm. a, a house on our right now, you know, doing some small things. Mm-hmm. But we'd like to be higher in the charts. I mean, I think that would be, a, a, you know, sharing things. But, you know, like performing is good because I tell you what I like, and you, you do too probably, mm-hmm. as I love meeting great people. I love yeah. – we, we love to have people come over to the house. We love to sit down, have dinner, oh, wow. uh, yeah. share things. And you know, more than anything, we work with kids, and we like to see mm-hmm. teach kids things that will help them in their life. And we've had many kids come back and say, thank you so much because it was for you and Pepper. This is what I achieved in my life. You know, and so we, we share that. That's what we want to continue mm-hmm. doing. You know, but so, uh, <laughs> I think just, just get the songs out there and, and – and, Put a smile on people's faces. That's what we yeah. want to do. <laughs> that, that's awesome. So let's say that you had a younger uh, mentee who uh, who looked at you as like a mentor, and let and this would be pre-COVID advice. So keep that in mind. Um, so we're going to dig a little deeper than the advice you because earlier you're talking about just take the action. I want to go beyond that right now because I always this is a question I always ask. 
so let's say that you've got you've got somebody that you know, and let's say you've heard them sing, him or her, and you and there's something special about it. You can definitely see it in them, and they sound great and all that. And let's say that they've played maybe 20, maybe 30 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet right now. But they've gotten on that stage, and they've got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, crowds cheering, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you, and they, and they, and they say, John, I feel like I am supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person? to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Well, you know, it's been good for me. It's been good for Pepper and I have been in this business, and I wouldn't want to deny that to anybody. You know, yes, there's risk, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was good to us, and there's no reason why it couldn't be good for them. You know, if they have a mentor, they keep them on track. Uh, It's a great life. I mean, it's wonderful to be creative. It's wonderful to go into the studio and, and do these things. And it's uh, wonderful to go out and perform and meet people. It all has to do with strategy. How are you doing that? How yeah. How is it working for you? You know, you can't be self-destructive. And, and that's the big thing yeah. is, is you got to look out for those pitfalls. Don't fall into those things, you know. Um, I don't drink. You know, we don't, I don't take drugs. Yeah. I don't take I don't yeah. know any of that stuff. Because music was always very important to me, and I wanted to be aware yeah. of what I was doing. Yeah. I wanted to be aware of what I'm writing. I don't want to depend mm-hmm. on some chemical to help me be creative. And I've seen other artists use that, and it does help them be creative. But the downside is they can only do it for so long before they self-destruct. Yep. You know? So you know, a I lot would, of artists, would, have, yeah, even Johnny Cash, self-destructed for a while. The best thing you can do is find a mentor, somebody that will support you, keep you on track, because we're all going to make mistakes, and make mistakes are good. You know, uh, we we were doing some strategies uh, on promoting, and and Pepper put a press release out there, and after it was out there, she said, "Oh, you know what? I could have wrote that differently. I could have done that better. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't." You know, but we learned, you know, it costs money. Yeah. And it's, oh, well, well, that that was part of learning, you know. You know, that, that's how it Yeah. We made mistakes, but we overall doing pretty well with it. But anybody who wants mm-hmm. to be in this business, uh, have the discipline, do it, try try to get a mentor, somebody that, that's mm-hmm. been doing it, and yeah. follow their advice. But, you know, a lot of people who have the talent and everything, they may not have the motivation. They may not they're only working yeah. at it uh, twenty percent. And the, and the discipline. Yeah, and and you're really takes a lot of discipline. You, you you're so talented. You want to go out and do this, do that, and then have excuses for why they're not doing it. You know, mm-hmm. and that's frustrating sometimes when you want to support somebody, but you see they're not putting everything into it. So it's up to them. I mean, they have to have the discipline because you can't want and, it more than they want it. Right, and that happens sometimes, you know, where you want it so much more, and you're willing to do so much for them, and and they're laying back and, they, and waiting for you to do it for them. It's not going to work. Yeah, you know. So as we end the show here, I always end with this last question: um, What is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Oh, how much money can we pay you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a thousand bucks, you know. <laughs> no, I don't know, I, you know. Um, and and again, you know, uh, it's never about the money for us, you know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's all about just doing what we love doing, and sometimes the money comes in our performances and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. because you can't do it just for the money. You do the money is the reward if, if things work out well. And that's yeah, you know. But uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I guess where the stories come from from the songs. And you asked that question, yeah. and that was a very important question because every see, song I love that. With, I love we, that we, when we, an artist says that we ask the question they would want asked. Yeah, and you know that's important to us as songwriters 
every song mm-hmm. has a story. And that's yeah. what I, when I perform and do a show, I tell the story behind the song, you know, and, and yeah. uh, people come up to me and they go, I love that story you told. It makes the song so much more interesting. And I understand where you're coming from, you know, what that phrase means when you say that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, doing this show, an hour and a half show by yourself or with a band, mm-hmm. you have to be entertained. You have to be up there. Yeah. Uh, entertain because people are coming in, spending money to sit down, either pay to mm-hmm. come in, pay for their drinks, pay for dinner, mm-hmm. and they yeah. want to show. See, that's one thing that many of the young artists don't have that skill on how to get up and do a show, how to perform and interact <coughs> with the audience. Teach that with to yeah. people. And once you learn that, you can go anywhere. That's why I can walk in with just me and my guitar, and do an hour and a half show with just me up there and, and with my stories and my songs, or I come in with a band. And I always say, you know, I do that so if, no, if a certain band member doesn't show up, the show goes on anyway. If the band never shows up, the show will go on anyway. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it all by myself. Thank you so much. You know, but uh, it's been a pleasure to be on your show Thank and, you. and uh, have this opportunity to. Uh, speak with you and, and uh, have our song being played by you and, and maybe a couple of other people can listen to it and, and take this advice and help them. You know, if, mm-hmm. if anybody out there ever has a question, they can always contact us. We're available. You contact Pepper J, you know, go to our website. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have a question, you know, uh, she'll, she'll help. So tell you. them how they, they can reach you. Them. So, so tell everybody how they can reach you. Facebook Messenger, John Michael Ferrari, John Michael Ferrari. or Pepper J, or Pepper J. Uh, you know Pepper <laughs> J A Y, and you know, uh, and Pepper will be there and, and ask anything you want. Um, yeah, we're there for to help people absolutely. And you know, we loved having you on the show today. We did, um, and, yes, and we look forward so to much. having you back down the road. Thank you so much. Yes. And do you ever get out to uh, uh, Nevada? We have. Oh, we but plan we can on Monday. it someday. Yeah, we're we're going. Well, to one day you'll we'll have to come Monday. out to Nevada and visit Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> and bring the kids. The kids love the animals. You know, come out yes. and visit us. I we're right love outside that. of Las Vegas. You know, cool. if you go to Water Rock, we'll look you all up then. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, and it's been a pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for coming. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Bye.